Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And Greg joins us now here on 101 ESPN. Greg, good morning. How are you doing, first of all? Uh, I, I am doing I'm doing great, believe it or not. You know, it, it's um, intern season. You know, got, all these classes are over and mm-hmm. kids are interning at MLB Network, which is always very exciting. Uh, you see all these young people who lock eyes on me and they've been like growing up watching MLB Network. Right? I've been there for this is my 15th season. So many of these 19, 20, 21-year-olds uh, think it's a big deal when they see me for the first time. I'm not making this up. They look at me they're like, wow. But we have three that have looked at me in the last couple of days and all this, this like a weird facial expression of panic. <laughs> and they run to me like, I need you to hug me immediately. Those three kids are from St. Louis. <laughs> <laughs> and, and one of them, his name is Ryan Rosendahl. And he, and he went to Clayton High School. He goes to Indiana University. And without introducing himself to me yesterday, he goes, Greg, I'm from St. Louis. What do I do? And I go, well, I don't know. What department are you interning in? And he goes, no, the Cardinals are terrible. I, I don't know what to do with my summer. Greg, I... I don't remember 2007, Greg. I don't know what it's like to have a losing season. What do I do? I go, first off, tell me your name, young man. <laughs> what is your name? <laughs> so I had to spend 40 minutes with Ryan Rosenthal and help this young man <laughs> come out of this mental rabbit hole that he can't get out of still. I don't think I did my job. It's clearly a thing. Uh, Greg, night before last, Dan Plesak, hot take on your show. What do you? What was it, and what do you think? He said that if things don't get turned around, he believes Ali Marmol is going to be fired. And I, of all the analysts that we have at MLB Network, Dan Plesak is known for a lot of funny, goofy things. He knows pitching better than anybody that we have, but he's not a hot take guy. And he's got this expression that's always like made me laugh. <laughs> like, like damn with NC State, he was never the valedictorian of his high school class. He never came close to that. Kind of a straight C student. Thank God he could throw a baseball really hard. <laughs> He's actually a good basketball player too. He's a Division One recruit. But what he says to me about pitching, and I always challenge all the analysts. He goes, Greg, I don't know much, but what I do know is right. He says it all the time. <laughs> and, and he looked at me in a commercial break, and I go, whoa, that, that is definitely a hot take from your damn police act. And he looks at me and goes, Greg, I don't know much, but what I do know is usually right. <laughs> so we are sitting here waiting. I, I, was, I couldn't believe he said it, but um, we're waiting to see if, if the damn police act is going to be correct, and Ali Marmol will still be the manager of the St. Louis Cardinals by the end of the week. So in your personal opinion, do you think that that's the right move? And is that enough to move this team forward or at least get something going? 
you know, the, the weird thing about that, Brooke, is the conversation's never anything but awkward when you fire a manager. Not that I've ever done it, but I've talked to people who have done it. The, the part that makes this really awkward is they're going to, ha- if, they, if they do fire Ollie Marmol, they have to sit him down and they go, Ollie, uh, yeah, we got to go over what you, what's happened here. Um, you've literally done everything we've asked you to do. You, you say what we tell you to say. Um, you, um, you know, manage the roster exactly how we've told you to manage it. You've implemented analytics exactly how we wanted you to implement them. Um, you really have it inflected and injected your opinion at all, which is why you, we hired you. You had no experience to do this job. We were looking for someone who would not push back against us in any way. And you've done that. You, you've literally been the model employee. You've done everything we've ever asked you to do. Uh, unfortunately, the way this works is someone has to be the fall guy for this team being a disaster at the moment, and that comes with your job, Ali, not ours. It comes with your job. So I know this sounds awkward, but we're going to have to fire you. Not hmm. We can't fire ourselves, right? That makes no sense. And we can't get rid of all the players. So you're the person that's going to get fired, and we're going to just say that they need a new voice because, well, even though it really was our voice that you were expressing to them, you have to get fired. This is a manager who has literally done everything that the front office has asked him to do. And the way this entire thing works in baseball is someone has to be the fall guy, and that is going to be an awkward conversation if they choose to have it that Ali Marmel will be the fall guy for the St. Louis Cardinals at this point in the calendar. Greg, if that would happen, is there any way under the current circumstances that Joe Madden would take the Cardinal job? No, and fans need to recognize this, okay? And I, I kind of hope that I'm way wrong on this. John Mozeliak is still going to make the ultimate decision, okay? And John Mozeliak's got a few years left before he rides off, rides off into the sunset, and then people like Greg Amsinger is trying to call and be on TV, and then he's eventually going to be in, inducted into the Hall of Fame in Cooperstown. Don't drive off the road right now, folks, because I just said that, okay? He's, he's the Hall of Fame executive. I know everyone can't stand John Mozeliak in St. Louis, which makes no sense to me, but whatever, he's a Hall of Fame executive in baseball. And John Mozeliak is, is going to make this call. He fired Mike Schilt because Mike Schilt gave pushback to John Mozeliak. And John Mozeliak said, wait a minute, during a job interview, you kind of promised me there was going to be no pushback here. You want your own bench coach? You want to call your own shots? This is not the agreement we made, dude. I, I already dealt with Tony La Russa before. I dealt with Mike Matheny, who wanted to use his quote-unquote managerial instincts and his catcher instincts during in-game management, which drove me crazy, made me pull my hair out. I'm not dealing with this anymore. I'm going to hire a guy. I don't care if he's ever managed a day in his life. I don't care if he was ever the captain of his fourth grade kickball team and he never had to pick kids on his PE class. You know what I mean? I don't care if he has no leadership experience at all. I'm going to hire somebody that literally is going to do what I tell them to do. So I can't envision John Mozeliak hiring a guy like Joe Madden who's good to tell him, no, I'm not doing that. Yeah, nope, I'm not doing that either. Who went on a podcast with Tom Verducci and railed against analytics for 35 minutes railed against them. <laughs> How is John Mozeliak going to hire that guy? I'm not seeing it. So uh, I'm telling you, as a guy that is living this every single day and, and just understanding the people that make these decisions and their instincts and their track record, Louis, don't get your hopes up for Joe Madden if this were to happen and Molly Marmel gets fired. Don't get your hopes up. 
and think Yadier Molina is going to be the manager of the St. Louis Cardinals. You think Yadier Molina, who, who has the best baseball instincts that we've ever seen, is going to be in the dugout doing literally everything that John Mozeliak tells him to do? You think Yadier Molina is going to look into a binder and say, where are my outfielders shading for this this, this hitter? Like, no way. No way. This is going to be Ali Marmol 2.0. So if you think Ali Marmol is the reason the Cardinals are losing, just understand he's going to be replaced by a guy who's literally doing his job exactly like Ali Marmol. So I don't think it makes sense to me to fire the guy. It doesn't make sense to me. And it's not because I'm best friends with Ali Marmol. Don't think that. It's I just know who's making the decision, and he's not getting fired. So why make the, the move if, it, if it's for anything but just rattling the cage of the roster. If that's what you're doing, then go ahead. See if it works. So, Greg, with with that being said, we know that when you're playing this poorly, people lose their jobs. They get traded. They get removed. They they Things have to be shaken up. And I've said this over and over. I think Brooke and, and Randy are sick of me saying that it's on the players to perform better. What exactly needs to happen for this team to win games? Because it's it's really bad right now. As I'm with Ryan Rosenthal, I want Greg tell me what to do with my summer at this point. Think about it. I mean, St. Louisans have always enjoyed suspenseful baseball in September. There's a chance that's not there. I remember what that feels like. Randy Character remembers what that feels like. Those are lonely summers where you kind of just sit outside way too long. You forgot to put on sunscreen and you look like a lobster and you, and you, and you're peeling and you go to six flags for the eighth time, even though you really don't want to go and, it's just an awful summer, right? You forgot to go to camp because your parents were going to take you to a bunch of Cardinal games that you're not that fired up to see anymore because they're 25 games out of first place in September. So those summers really are memorable, awful ones for St. Louisans who they haven't experienced that in some cases in their lifetime. They haven't experienced summers like this. So I understand it's very important. If if, If it's coming from me, what is the one thing the Cardinals have that other teams and organizations they don't have? What do they have a surplus of other than loyal fans who still want this team to be good? They have a lot of players. They have a lot of big league ready players. Are they performing to their the highest level of their capabilities? No. Have they parted ways with any of them? No, they're, they're holding on to them. It's like there's still these blue chip prospects that are can't miss stars. I think before you fire the manager who's doing literally everything the entire front office is telling you to do, you make a trade. Be the first team to make a colossal roster move. You want to shake up the roster? Tell some guys on the roster they're not coming back. You've got a lot of controllable bats. That's what you possess. There are teams that can't score runs. Go to Cleveland right now. If you think things are bad in St. Louis, go to Cleveland where baseball fans there know that if their pitcher gives up two or more runs, they lost the game in the second inning. They can't score. They have no bats at all. If Jose Ramirez and Josh Naylor, and that's it. So there are teams out there that are, that are thirsting for offense. The Cardinals have a lot of bats that they don't want to part ways with because they think they, that player might be the next Willie Mays. Well, they have to stop doing that. They have to shake up the roster to, I think, a colossal trade that makes people in St. Louis go, okay, well, that's interesting. At least the status quo isn't being fed anymore to us. 
I think a trade is the first move. I just don't understand why the manager getting fired is the automatic. Because why? Joe Joe Girardi got fired last year. They were 22-29, and 29, and the Phillies turned around and went to the World Series. If you think that's an automatic button that teams can push because Rob Thompson was able to pull that off, if you think that's what's going to happen automatically, they fire Ali Marmol, well, unfortunately, you forget all of the other moments where managers have been fired and the next guy doesn't have any success. So it's not that easy. Well done, Greg. Well done. I have been saying yeah. that that people often look at what the Phillies did. That is a exception. That is an exception to the rule. The rule is you fire the manager, your team is going to stink still. The exception is what the Phillies did last year, and everyone hangs on to that one. Thank you, sir. Is it fair to say that the, the really good managers in baseball get more out of their players and maximize their talents? Does, does, is, are the Rangers better because Bruce Bochy is there? Did the Cardinals improve because Tony La Russa or Whitey Herzog arrived on the scene? Did the Cubs, and the, the Cubs were, maybe that's Madden going to the Cubs is, is a bad example. But uh, did Dusty Baker going to the Astros improve them? It's, I just think there's a lot of instances where managers, they, they go around and they continue to win. And I'm I'm of the belief that the best managers in any walk of life maximize the talent that they're working with. But the food chain has changed, and we still have the remnants of old school baseball. And you mentioned a lot of them, but I'm glad you brought up Joe Madden because Joe Madden with the Chicago Cubs was actually a bad fit. The front office, the food chain there was Theo Epstein number one. He was the Rick Pitino of that college basketball program. It was his program. Okay. Well, he needed a point guard, and everyone said that Joe Madden was the best point guard to get the Cubs to win the World Series. All you heard in 2016 were all the terrible managerial decisions that Joe Madden made. And he lost the players. They won the World Series. And if there was a team that could have fired their manager at the end of a year where they won the World Series, it would have been, it would have been the Chicago Cubs. He didn't fit their front office philosophy that was heavily analytical. And they wanted, you know, essentially to appease the fan base. And Joe Madden kind of agreed that he was going to be everything that Theo and Jed Hoyer wanted him to be because he was very analytical with the Tampa Bay Rays. And that's what they they saw the fit there. But Joe Madden accidentally garnered all of these in-game baseball experiences that he believed could be useful. Right? He didn't just want to be a puppet. So it fell apart quickly for Joe Madden in Chicago, even though he won the World Series. To me, the gold standard, the the guy that every front office is looking for, and I believe would be the number one manager acquired if all 30 managers were fired today and the Cardinals could handpick any manager in, in the sport. All of them were free agents. The number one manager is Kevin Cash of the Tampa Bay Rays. Why is Kevin Cash the number one manager? Because Kevin Cash was the one that made the walk in the World Series when Blake Snell was dominating a Los Angeles Dodgers lineup. Uh, Blake Snell, who had uh, made Mookie Betts and Justin Turner and Trey Turner, whoever was the top three in their lineup in that World Series game, they were 0 for 8 with 8 strikeouts. But it was the third time through the lineup. And the binder said that Blake Snell couldn't get these three guys out, even though they were 0 for 6 with 6 strikeouts against him in the game. So it was Kevin Cash 
that slowly walked out to the mound and removed the star of the game. And Mookie Betts, with his eyes huge, couldn't believe it and was celebrating. And the Dodgers were able to come back and win the World Series, win that game. And Blake Snell was just out of his mind crazy mad. But it was Kevin Cash who did exactly what his front office told him to do. He's doing exactly what the front office is telling him to do now, and they're the best team in baseball. Kevin Cash has won multiple AL managers of the year doing what the front office tells him to do. And the Cardinals were banking on Ollie Marmel being that version of the best manager in baseball, not Tony La Russa. Don't give me Bruce Bochy or Buck Showalter. The Cardinals wouldn't be interested anyway, all right? So they're looking for the gold standard, and it's Kevin Cash. If they fire Ollie Marmel, they'll be looking for the next version of Kevin Cash still. Greg, just real quick before we head out, I want to ask you about I know that you touched on that you think that they should do a trade. What do you think that trade should be? And also, I'm in the camp of all the blame for everybody right now because this is just not working out. This is this team is not meeting expectations, but also you could look at the roster construction. You were one of the first people, too, and what we talked about a lot is they should have gone out and got a starting pitcher during the offseason. And, of course, hindsight is twenty twenty. Some of the guys they were looking at are injured, but do you think they should have been more aggressive this offseason, too? I did. Yeah, I did. I mean, I thought Trey Turner was a perfect fit. Now, is Trey Turner you know, tearing a cover off the baseball right now for the Philadelphia Phillies? No. But I talked to Albert Poulos behind the scenes about the pressure of signing a monster contract, and it takes you a while to get your footing mentally, just to, get, to, to not press as much. Trey Turner is still one of the best players in baseball, and I thought he absolutely fit because of his defensive versatility uh, where the Cardinals want to be. Right? I think it was just a good fit. I, I think um, the St. Louis Cardinals need to do something jaw-dropping. That's just me. Uh, I I think trading all young bats might not be the ultimate answer. There's a way to be a seller and a buyer at the same time and and really shake things up. Now I'm going to say something that I probably going to get roasted for, and I'm fine with that. Uh, There's a guy that, that would immediate impact on multiple teams that are trying to win right now. They can't score. I mean, that, that there are lineups that just can't score. That, that look they're going to win. Paul Goldschmidt is in his age 35 season. He'll be a free agent after next season. I know he's fresh off an MVP, and Paul Goldschmidt is an amazing player. I think he's on the Hall of Fame highway. Uh, but uh, unlike other Hall of Famers that the Cardinals have had, he started his career in a completely different uniform. So people don't look at him as a lifelong Cardinal. He is a leader. He's a tremendous teammate. Uh, Nolan Arenado sings his praises left and right. If you want to shake up a team, trade the MVP. Trade the guy that's not going to be part of the future for the next three, four years. It opens up a spot at first base where if you want Jordan Walker to find a spot that can play every day and be your next Albert Pools, all of a sudden Jordan Walker's got that spot. And you don't have to worry about the wear and tear on this six foot five frame. You're going to get a haul, a haul back for Paul Goldschmidt. And you can package other players and get to multiple starters. It's, it's the idea that no one is above the organization. No one is. Nolan Arenado, he, he, he's, he's opting into a contract. You have many, many, many more years of Nolan Arenado who's actually playing, who's playing great. And Paul Goldschmidt is as well. But I believe that if you wanted to really shake up the culture of the Cardinals and recognize that it's not just the manager that needs to get fired, 
everybody's accountable. You can fire the manager if you want. You can't. If you want to fire Ollie Marmel. But if you really want to shake things up and, and remind people that the uniform is bigger than any one player on this team, go ahead and trade the guy that just won the MVP. Get a hall of young players. Reset your position players and go. Go for it. Get a couple of starters and go for it. To me, that is more effective than firing a guy that's doing everything that you're telling him to do so you can replace him with another guy that's going to do everything you're telling him to do. Fitting that you would say that, Greg, and you can use this on the show tonight. Don't give me credit. 40 years ago today, the Cardinals received Neil Allen and Rick Ownby for Keith Hernandez. Changed the uh, the trajectory of the Mets, and the Cardinals got two good young, well, they got two pitchers. Well, they, uh, well, they got Neil <laughs> Allen and Rick Ownby for Keith Hernandez. But, but, 40 years but, ago today. But, right. What happened to the future of the Cardinals? Did they fall off? Uh, they certainly did in 1984. Okay. But they then, fell off in 1984. But yep. Were they able to regroup? Without they, they, were. They, they, they traded five players to get a first baseman in Jack Clark, <laughs> and they wound up trading uh, George Hendrick for John Tudor, and that did change the traje- trajectory of the franchise for the next three years. Yes. Right. But exactly. They, they, they easily could have just kept Ke- – well, they, they couldn't have kept Keith Hernandez around, but if you keep that talent around, then you don't suffer what you went, went through in 1984. But sometimes you got to spend money to make money. Sometimes you actually have to give away – to get it back better than you had before. And to me, this is a situation where you got to crumble up the piece of paper and just throw it out the window. You might not ever get that paper back. You might not get an MVP talent like Paul Goldschmidt again to play first base. It might not happen. But what you might find is that when you do find that piece of paper that you threw out the window, that when you open it up and look at it, it's different than it looked before. And the words are different. You might like the poem a bit more uh, over time, but there's going to be panic because you threw it out the window and you're used to having that poem in your hand. And that poem is a guy like Paul Goldschmidt. Do I think the Cardinals are going to trade Paul Goldschmidt? No, they're going to really, really wait. Um, I, I just don't see ownership being comfortable doing something like that. But those are the kind of moves that if you're trying to shake up the culture of a team that's used to being a winning franchise, those are the kinds of moves that rattle everyone's cage. And then the players understand that they're not more important than the guys in the front office. They're not more important than the manager. They're not more important than ownership. They are the players that have to perform. And they can't sit around and go over 4 and wait for the manager to get fired. I think that's going to be the answer. And, Greg, uh, as you walk out the door, there is a team out there that would be a logical destination. It's the Philadelphia Phillies. Phillies are needed a first baseman. Uh, I don't know if they have enough young pitching, enough young players to make that move, but they they could use them. They're not. They're not. uh, There are multiple teams that could use Paul Goldschmidt. Uh, If you're the Minnesota Twins, you need something in the middle of that order to go around it. Carlos Cray was finally getting hot. If you ever get Byron Buxton back and healthy, Paul Goldschmidt is the anti-Byron Buxton. He plays every single day. And Buxton, who you've committed $100 million to, just can't stay healthy. Goldschmidt move the needle immediately, and they need a consistent offensive force. I mean, you could literally go up and down and, and look at multiple teams that would clamor for a bat like Paul Goldschmidt, clamor for someone that's that type of model of consistency. So the, the haul you can get, you could get big ready starters right now. I think the Cleveland Guardians with Josh Bell, who's really struggled all year, you can shift him over to the DH spot. Goldie plays first, and you can get Shane Bieber and another starter right now. Right now is the kind of talent you can get for a guy like Paul Goldschmidt. So if you wanted to rattle the cage of not just the roster but the fans in St. Louis 
and get excitement back and go, oh my goodness, they're making a move. I think that does it. I don't know if Ali Marmel getting fired for Joe McEwing is going to change anything. <laughs> you've been awesome. Thank you very much. We appreciate it. Uh, you've been very generous with your time and I know you had a lot to get off your chest. So tell Ryan everything's going to be fine. Say, hey, I know a guy who grew up in the 70s and okay. he actually got a chance. He, he's seen six World Series now, so I, I'm in pretty good shape. So yeah, uh-huh. just tell Ryan everything's going to be fine. I want to tell him everything's fine, and I let him hug me for two and a half minutes, um, and that's enough. <laughs> Thanks, brother. Enough. Have a great day. Care, See, you. See you guys. That's the amazing Greg Amzinger on 101 ESPN.